Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 101, Episode 2 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Tuesday, September 24th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Everybody works for Jack O'Brien. Everybody's making great podcasts. Everybody loves the cold gas study. At least that's what everyone tells Jack. Courtesy of Christy, I'm Gucci Man, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I've given all I can, it's not enough. I've given all I can, but we're still second-rate-holes. <laughs> Just one more. This is what you'll get. Just let that cook. This is what... <laughs> You'll get This is what you'll get When you smoke with me You'll get ED Maybe, is what my doctor says. Is that where it comes from? Well, I don't know. But Ben Kruger seems to think so at BenK625. Thanks for that one. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell I, yeah. I, I love that you included uh, even Tom York's ad libs when he says, just let that one cook. Just let that and, one cook. Uh, and then singing the piano and part singing as he sings. The piano part as he plays. As it. someone who was always a frustrated piano player, I would yeah. always, I have to sing that. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> That should just be the rest of the episode. That should be, and thank you so much for having us. Polavi, where can we find you? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Goodbye. (laughs) We're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious comedian Polavi Gunalan. Hi. Welcome back. It's me. It's you. How have you been since last we spoke? Good, I hope. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Good. Pretty good, pretty wild. Uh, Trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Comedy is still that. up there though. Comedy on that list. Comedy is number one. I thought you'd come here and be like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know why you guys are into this comedy stuff so much." Yeah, it's yeah. I just come here and I'm like, "Yeah, I've completely uh, switched jo- careers entirely <laughs> right. from the two that I had. I now build trains. Great, um, <laughs> build trains. Holy shit! I'm a train shit. builder. By yourself? Uh, what kind <laughs> yeah. of what kind of system? Just like in Maglev? my basement. <laughs> Steve Howard. Oh, okay. yeah. oh no! I'm You're like the Tony Stark. I'm an engineer of, right. of trains, <laughs> but just in my basement, my nice. mom's basement. Very cool. Well, <laughs> uh, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better and probably find out more about that. Those but trains. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're talking about Greta Thunberg yeah. uh, holding it down for everyone, uh, the world, yeah. everyone, literally everyone. A little bit more on the whistleblower story. Uh, we're going to talk about the Emmys. We're going to talk about the showdown between the Bagel Boss guy and Lenny Dykstra. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, another Lenny. It's a Lenny full episode because uh, Lenny Kravitz has a problem and he needs our help oh, to no. solve it. Uh, we're going to talk about Tinder's new streaming show. All of that and plenty more. Uh, but first, we like to ask our guest, Palavi, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay. I <laughs> I was on Bumble and I saw this guy that looked a lot like uh, Jabuki Young White. Mm-hmm. So then I had to look up who his brothers were to make sure it wasn't like, one of his <laughs> brothers. There you go. It wasn't because it also was an it was somebody whose name it was like Jarvis. And so I was like, oh, that's pretty close to right. Jabuki Javay. You never know. Javon. Yeah. Oh, is all the, of his brothers are named J-names? J-A. And I was like, this guy looks a lot. What if it's the lost brother <laughs> that oh, wow. they don't talk about? He recently about? found that person on Twitter. I think yeah. like three weeks ago, there was some dude who looked exactly, exactly like him. Exactly like him. Really? And then he I was wonder... like, who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> oh, shit. I wonder if it's <laughs> the same guy. I don't know if he lived, uh, were you, was this in LA? Yeah. This okay. Is I think this LA. was a person who lived somewhere else. But... Did I forge you guys that picture of the uh, lion costume? Oh, yes. That someone that spotted looks... you on a bag costume? Yeah. It's like my picture, but uh, they're wearing a lion costume. It's like the model on the side of a 
cheap Halloween costume. Cheap Do you Halloween think, line costume. Oh, uh, here. This, this, this oh, my God. Reference. Yes. Isn't that it weird? looks, uh, are you, you're, and you're not getting a check. Now I can't see I don't you without, so. a right, black without a black nose. Yeah. And- <laughs> This guy does also, have a bit more of a squarer face than you. Right. That's yeah. how I know it's not you. Yeah, good. more manly jawline. But uh, yeah. the, And the hands similar. are very sure. Yeah. The hand placement is paws. very confident. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like he knows what, what he's the, doing. He's like, hey, this is where hands go. This is where Which a line. This is a how thought I've never had. <laughs> uh, hey, this, I, this is where I hands go. I know what to do with my hands. Don't tell me. Right. <laughs> he's modeling. He's right. like, that's the only thing I know. But, yeah, right. he's like, I don't know what I'm doing in this costume. I don't know how much I'm getting paid, but I damn sure well know what these hands do. What, do, what right. these hands do. What, what those hands do. What those hands do. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, hold on. Uh, overrated. Uh, private transit. Yeah. I think it's overrated. I uh, take public transit a lot because I'm broke. But also, <laughs> I like continue to do so because I think it's better for like the environment and stuff. And also, if more people use it, then they'll like invest more stuff. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'd well, all benefit. And LA is literally, it's this. there couldn't be a city that needs it more, but the people cannot. We don't have the infrastructure to move in certain directions that we need to to make it convenient. If you have a very we- specific commute, I feel like like it's easy for very specific routes, yeah. I feel like. But sort of going from east to west, north to yeah. south in like huge sweeping ways isn't as easy as it could be. And it's sometimes like it takes less time because yeah. it goes underground. Did we talk about this last time about how like a lot of the private car companies – had influence on where the highways would be so that it would fuck up the public transit in LA and that's why it's so weird. Mm. Uh, well, no, but I mean, I do know that like Coke Industries uh, arm of political action groups have kind of been interesting bedfellows with like places like Uber because their dream is to just kneecap public transit. Yeah. Are you talking this, about like back in the 50s? Yeah, this is like yeah. back in the day oh, when the oh. highways were being built. I mean, yes, yeah. we've they definitely like, talked about that I think, I think yeah. in past episodes, maybe yeah. not specifically when you were on, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, but LA had a, a pretty extensive uh, like ca- electric cable car system, right. uh, and then that got torn up. I've been, I've read uh, people have kind of debunked that theory that it was the private oh, really? car companies that came in, but I don't know. I haven't read up. I've read up a lot on the theory uh, and details that make it seem like it's true. Well, I'm sure they and, lobbied hard to get those infrastructure uh, improvements built, so right. it incentivizes automobile use. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like not a conspiracy. It's like how America works, so right. I don't know. But yeah, now that we've made a few adjustments to like our air quality regulations, you can see stuff in yeah. LA now. Well, I, I, it's not perfect. I have bad Angelino habits, because I grew up here, with, right. and there was no public transit really as a kid. I mean, yeah. I would take the bus uh, from school sometimes, but... I drive fucking so much, right. obviously. Do you ever get frustrated with like parking and like tickets? And all? Is that Hell ever? Hell no, because I stays in the valley where parking <laughs> is abundant <laughs> and the weed flows like porn. <laughs> it's the valley, baby. But yeah, it's all I mean, that's, weed I get now. stressed out. No, I do get stressed out in certain parts of town because you're like, in my mind, I'm like, mm, nowhere to park there. Yeah. Or like, if you do, it's going to take up a lot of your time. But that's like a habit I'm trying to break a little bit more because coming to Hollywood is easy from the valley because yeah. like, luckily the red line is meant to sort of bring people from certain parts of the valley to this side. But it's, uh, you got to embrace it because our metro is pretty, pretty good. Now, mm-hmm. Palavi, I can't help but notice that you are uh, talking up a form of transit that you also build in your basement. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Interesting. Trains. Yes. Hmm. Mm. Very mm. interesting. Uh, what is something you I'm think lobbying is- lobbying hard. <laughs> uh, Tell you... us about that investment opportunity you said you had. <laughs> oh, it's a monorail. <laughs> a monorail. <laughs> monorail. <laughs> we talked about that last time too. Is there a chance the track could bend? Uh, <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? <laughs> Like, this sounds so bad. Arranged marriage, but in like a modern sense. Okay. Because like in my extended family, there's like a, like arranged marriage, but it's like- Why did you use air quotes? Because it's not really like what people think of it sure. as. Uh, because now in like the cities and in like, you know, more like liberal progressive families in India and stuff, they like, it's just like another dating app, but like through your parents. It's like mm. they send each other like essentially like resumes, the bio data okay. and pictures. And they're like, would your kid be interested in this girl or m- boy or right, what, right, you know, right. whatever. And then they like they decide to like meet. And then like the kids are like, eh, I'm not feeling it or like I am. But it's like with the intent for marriage. So it's right. like an accelerated dating app that I your family dating. would approve of. 
So for some people that works for me, like not at all. My parents have no idea what I would want. Right, right, right. But like for some people. And how much agency huh. do the bride and groom have in deciding whether they, or not? So they can be like, I'm not feeling it. It's yeah. done. It's a wrap. Yeah. Next. Swipe yeah. left. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> so it's almost just like <laughs> switching you, You've never up. used the apps before? I, well, I don't have thumbs. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, it's almost like Tragedy. switching up the order of like how dating goes in a lot of like modern circumstances, which is just that like you bring them home to the parents and the parents are like, nah, this yeah. ain't it. Or it's they, like that you know, MTV show where the parents approved, but like control? way less white trash. Right. <laughs> just... right, dude, I love those because like the boyfriend would always be like hate the parents because they're obviously a terrible partner to their child or whatever. Yeah. Right, like, dude, I can't wait till the fucking dad sees me. I'm I'm not going nowhere, bro. Right, yeah. So what? I fucking crashed my mo- my dirt bike with their daughter on the back and we broke our bones, but it's all good, dude. Right, and then at the end, like he gets dumped and he's like, whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's always shocked. <laughs> And the dad is always like, yeah, fuck you. And you're like, what is, was this really about the dad just hating the guy? Whatever. Right. You know, once you see the dad, you're like, that's why she's dating the guy. So what kind of arranged marriage, what would be your ideal arranged marriage, air quote, arranged marriage? For me, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in marriage. (laughs) (laughs) But for other people. But I think for For other people, (laughs) it would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the parental barrier, but then it's like. Then I would be suspicious of my parents. I'm like, where are the freaks at, though, mom? <laughs> what if, wouldn't you be up. more suspicious if, if they were a freak? No, if, oh. if they kept hooking you up with freaks. Then I would be right. like, Yo, then mom, be like, what? What, <laughs> what like, are I you want grandkids What's by any the means noise? necessary. <laughs> right, she right. Grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Because there are like certain people who it's very important to them that their parents like approve, or they oh, yeah. either that or they've like internalized like what yeah. their right. parents would but, think of somebody. But I also think some people are just close to their families and they like share yeah, the same values. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, other other people. I don't. <laughs> right. I don't know. But I feel like I'm too like too much of a wild card. My aunt uh, will always like call me and be like, "I know a good Cindy boy," and mm-hmm. I'm like. Auntie, based on my Facebook statuses, can you really predict like who you could find for my personality? And right. it's just silence. And right. she's like, when are you coming to visit? <laughs> like, yeah. like, have you seen my Twitter feed? Yeah. yeah. Did you say something like, I need to put my pussy on do not disturb or some <laughs> shit like that? I said, put my pussy on night mode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think your aunt's gonna see that. She's like, I don't know. Does this does her brand of humor appeal? Can you? Are you able to put it on night mode for her? <laughs> Sometimes I just tweet like phrases. Yeah, no, I, I, so I laugh. Stupid. I remembered, so and uh, I sent them to your aunt too. Great. Great, uh, great. Finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? So I feel like people already know this, but um, oh. The first uh, computer programmer was a woman, Ada Lovelace, and she, like, I think when she was a teen, she, like, met up with this guy who was, like, building, like, one of the first, like, computer-type machines, Mm -hmm. Um, and she, like, wrote the first program to generate Bernoulli numbers, which is, like, a series of numbers, Um, but she was, like, a fucking genius, and she was a baller because she, like, knew she was a genius, and she was, like, people will figure it out later. (laughs) Damn. And she died at like 36 of cancer, but she had already oh, like no. done a, she was like a brilliant mathematician and, and programmer in the 1800s. Oh, shit. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like the, and that guy that she met, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. No. Took all her ideas. She right. died, she died in 1852. Oh, wow. Um, And then, yeah, I think at like, I was looking up the numbers. Um, the New York Times has like an article about the secret history of female programmers or something. And there was like 25% was like where it started because dudes were like, we want to build the hardware. That's right. where all the strength is. And so they just like had women program like in the 50s, in the 1950s. And then um, I think around like after the 90s, like so it went up to like 36 or 37% of women were programmers. And then it dropped back down to like 25 in the like the 90s. And I think it has to do with like marketing and how they marketed computers and stuff. Right, right, right. For to boys. make it for boys. Yeah. yeah. It's blue. So like dudes use it. <laughs> Right. Well, it depends on what flavor you get. Yeah. Of iMac. <laughs> That's why I only have Cherry Gatorade for girls. <laughs> cherry Gatorade, and I drink Riptide Rush. Yeah. I mean, the entire history of the sciences like seems like it's just overtly, like consciously writing women out of the history. Like, yeah. Were yeah. those first computers like steam powered things that were using like punch cards or some shit? Like how, it was how like did it was before work? they had the technology to actually build computer computers? So what would, so a, it was what like, would code look like then? I don't know. <laughs> it's called it. It was called a 
So the guy was Charles Babbage, and it was a uh, analytical engine. Huh. And I, I think she was the first one to like Ada saw like this technology and was like, this is gonna make like graphics and every like she predicted everything we're doing now. Um, but it was uh, whoa, yeah. yeah, it looked like this actually. It was a trial model of part of it. Whoa, <laughs> it looked like that. And the Illuminati gave her cancer. To yeah, isn't that crazy? It so that thank you. Speak facts to this. Yeah, it looks like a like an electronic abacus <laughs> almost. Yeah, it's like a big. There's a lot of spokes and shit, wheels, <laughs> a bit of a loom. There's some literally gears. Like no wheels. Oh, there's a little bit kind of gears. <laughs> gears. Yeah, I don't going. know. Yeah, name some other parts. So I don't lever know, names for things. There's our crankshaft forward. <laughs> you got the, uh, got the bars. Yeah, there's some bars in there. Bars. Uh, All right, let's talk about Greta Thunberg. She spoke at the UN's climate summit. Yeah. I don't know. Felt very moving. I'll I'll say that. Very, like, earnest. Yeah, well, the summit itself was, like, a mixture of, you know, other countries being like, this is what we're doing to fight climate change. And, like, then being businesses being like, let's pat ourselves on the back for doing less than the bare minimum. But it's something, so we'll pretend it's revolutionary. Right. And... You know, again, we are the the, <laughs> the situation that the planet is in is serious, it's dire. Um, and meanwhile, the like the world leaders are getting together to kind of be like, yeah, man, like what we're doing is pretty chill. Let's right. fucking let's keep going and we'll do the right thing. So when Greta Thunberg uh, got up to speak, she gave a very sober assessment of everything, and we'll just let her words speak for themselves because it's very moving to hear. This is probably like the first, you know, 30 or so seconds of what she said. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering, people are dying, entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Um, yeah, and she went on just to continue to call out, you know, uh, the world leaders for their inaction, how, you know, if they if they fail to act, the the only logical conclusion for people of her generation and younger is to be like, you are the people who like we are answering for your inaction. The theme was basically, how dare you? And it's very it was very moving. I wonder if like in when her generation gets to leader like leadership positions if in the same way that people are punished for like war crimes if people are going to be punished for like crimes against the earth right yeah <laughs> right where they retroactively that or retrospectively be like um what and just so you know i think we already know y'all are the destroyers right yeah um and here we go i'm it's it uh at the or i thought your question was going to be like when they get older we're gonna have when they sell out and they start getting those checks. No, because I, I'm also yeah. curious what would happen. To, I mean, that I think that happens a lot to every generation too. Not right. to, I don't even want to introduce that possible narrative. Not especially to wow, what she's doing. I guess I'm just more optimistic. I no, 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 like, not, wow. not in that sense. I, I feel like have no, nothing with, negative to say about her. I feel like this ties in with the younger generation being more about like socialism than capitalism. Is like, yeah, you know, the idea of just constant, consistent long-term capitalistic growth like market growth just doesn't doesn't work for the long-term you know sustenance of our species right and yeah it doesn't matter if we're all fucking dead yeah and that's the thing is like i i feel like a lot of times people like frame it as like oh you know they're tree huggers but like the it is a it is a war crime essentially i mean you're killing people by ignoring these problems yeah people it's who happening are, right now right yeah. people who are deeply concerned about the climate are not tree huggers they're we don't want to dyers right that's yeah, what exactly. it is and i think to to frame it like that is so disingenuous and to think even now right she goes on in her speech to say you know you've been looking at research for 30 years right and have done fuck all yeah and like everything you've done has been minimal or yeah. like what's the yeah. cost not realizing this is not a 
this is not the game we're in. It's fucking do or die right now. And the disingenuous attacks sort of continue too, especially from the right, because on Fox and Friends, they had this fucking moron on. His name is Mark Moreno or Morano or whatever the fuck his name right. is. To basically talk about, you know, they, they were very flippant about the climate strikes on Friday. And then in response to this, they were basically trying to paint Greta Thunberg as like this fear monk. I don't know. Listen to this really interesting assessment from the right of what uh, Greta Thunberg is standing for. What is it about her that has interested so many young people? Well, she sells fear. Greta Thunberg started in Sweden every Friday outside the Swedish parliament. Mm. And it spread to skip school in order to have a future. In other words, she's actually said, and she's addressed the EU, the United States Congress testified, that why should kids go to school if they have a future that will be no more unless government passes laws like the Green New Deal, more UN treaties, etc. So this message and of fear... And is it working in Sweden? It worked in Sweden, it's working in Europe, and now it's come to the U.S. The message of fear sells. There's reports now in, in Europe where kids are getting anti-anxiety medication. They believe they're going to die. She is the Greta effect. She's causing and instilling fear in millions of kids around the world and actually has them believing that government can legislate our climate. In other words, if we pass the Green New Deal in America, these kids can all go back to school mm, yeah what the f- i mean you just offer can. you offer <laughs> yeah. these kids what are you talking about you offer these kids lollipops and you know tell them there's a monster in their closet exactly. and they're gonna be you know Tele- they're gonna be freaking out telegachis with their pokemans <laughs> you know jesus christ he like made all of our points for us. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's which so is so like the government can't legislate literally you can't well that guy first of all he could not embody the position of the fossil fuel industry even more he's like the manifestation of everything that is wrong with climate change denial I mean, not that everything is wrong about climate change now, but he is like it. He's the human version of it. He always talks about climate change. He has a, I've you know, quick search on Amazon for his work. He has one book called The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change. Boom. Uh, boom. Owned. And on the back cover. People are too PC about climate change. No, yeah. The whole thing is like, you think you know all about climate change, but did you know the world is spending nearly $1 billion a day to prevent global warming? Is that a bad thing? Okay. Right. Scientific. Like not enough. A UN scientist has said the 97% consensus quote on global warning, warning was quote pulled from thin air. The plant. The, a scientist. Yeah. Climate policies are crushing the world's poor. Oh, so I'm guessing that a person reading this is so concerned about the world's poor, right? That right. they're like, well, actually, right. again. And then they say, and meanwhile, uh, major hurricane landfalls in the United States have declined over the past 140 years. F3 or larger tornadoes have been in decline since the 1970s. Antarctica is actually gaining ice. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, you know what? There should be a requirement uh, that everybody has to have a PhD in order to run for a public office. Seriously, at some point. <laughs> that should at be this point, who published something. that book? Like it's like self-published. To... It's self-published. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was it was for free at a certain point. But he managed to get a blurb from Sean Hannity yep. on it that says the climate scare stops here. Yep. Did you Boom. guys did you guys see the two things with Greta that happened like this morning and yesterday? The did you see the Dinesh D'Souza yes. tweet? Yeah, yes. we saw that. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Children, notably Nordic white girls with braids and red cheeks, were often used in Nazi propaganda and old Goebbels, Goebbels, I can't pronounce it, technique. Looks like today's progressive left is learning its game from an earlier left in the 1930s, and he had like Nazi propaganda right next to her. Yeah. So, Uh I mean. Yeah, you know, killing Jews and and saving the environment, same thing. Yeah, nice try, guys. Nice try with your... Braids. Nice I mean, Hitler that was uploaded to the cloud. Right. Trying to do your work now in the future. Braids it's, and um, braids. Enough said. Also, uh, your honor. So Nazis are bad? Case closed. Uh, so yeah, Nazis well, are pick bad? Pick a fucking side. Which one is it? Because <laughs> well, half the time you're trying to obscure like what the Nazis actually were. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that was bad about the Nazis was that they were too leftist. Right, and, right. So uh, they were socialists. Right. Because I'm going to use that. I'm going to focus on, you know, a very one dimensional understanding of certain things and be like, that's what that is. So, yeah, that's why they're bad. Not because of the genocide and people are so Holocaust. dumb. Yeah. I can't get over how dumb people are. Well, it just shows you, too, like, I don't understand you know, again, if if people on the right are so concerned about denying that this is happening, can we just, like I keep saying, let's get a sign-up sheet, 
people who don't believe in climate change, yeah. sign your name to the cursed earth where you will have to live. Because right. if you want to act like it's not real, then when the shit hits the fan, you're the first volunteers to just stay behind. Because right. it's not real, right? You'll survive. Yeah. They're yeah. like, there's, I mean, the rich are so insulated. There's like, like, they're not even going to be the ones to die in the next hundred years, right? Like, it's going to be everybody else and they're going to be like up in their towers. Yeah. And right. Like, Ooh, boy. And mm. also, they're private jets. It's the people, it tends to be people who are going to be long dead by the time the shit starts hitting the fans. Right. So exactly. It's easy for them. And that was really the cutting thing about what Greta said. It was like, how dare you come to the youth for fucking hope over this? Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Like, they they have none. I mean, not that they have none, but it's such a different... I mean, when I was a kid, uh, Jack, when you were, were contemporaries, climate Ish. change was a very... Well, come on, man. We, we would have been in high school. Come on, man. We would have yeah, been yeah. friends. Come on. Come on. Really? You don't think so? Anyway, uh, nah, I'm saying when we were you kids. You would have been way climate. too cool for me. I was five years older than you, and you would have been way too cool for me. They're like, he's making me smoke weed, guys. <laughs> I like it. Um, like, back then, climate change was a thing that was acknowledged, I think, in like in progressive cities, maybe. as like, yeah, man, that is something. But it was not. There was no urgency. Yeah. And right. now, like, we do have, like, now these kids, it's much different. It's like, no, this is the thing that's going to fuck everything up. Well, but I think because of the acceleration of the understanding of the the situation right? right like with the climate change report like last october or whatever that was like a huge significant piece of information that had like very specific numbers for like temperature increases in very specific zones yeah and they had like multiple uh levels of it they had one for policymakers which was like the dumbed down version which is the one that i read and it was all and it had like uh, an accumulation of scientists from like all over the world and how sure they were about each fact right. so i think like as people became like more aware of like how urgent this is and it's been accelerating. They were able to like spread that information more, but yeah, it's, but like, now it's like, what do we do? You know? Cause I mean, we know what we need to do, but there's the odds are really bad. Yeah. yeah. But you can't not do anything. Of course. That's, like, no, the, not at all. That's the problem. I think that like most people are like, well, it's so big and like, it's already bad. Like it's, yeah. there's nothing we can do. And it's like, no, there are like ways to like alleviate the issue or that, like to make it not as horrible. Right. And like, <laughs> right. but I think that's the logic being applied to some of these world leaders. Like, well, wouldn't we're supposed to fundamentally change like everything about how yes. we're doing stuff in our country? I know, right. but that's literally <laughs> how they say it, right? It's not yeah, even like I that. Know. It's obvious where other people are like, we need to fundamentally change how we do everything yeah. to address this. And some people are like, we need, are we sure we need to do that? And not acknowledging we're, that's where we are, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. I had never heard her speak before uh -huh. uh, that clip and there's like something it just feels like i don't know like it does give you a little bit of hope because it seems like okay she's on this like in this completely different like headspace from where the conversation has been before where it's almost like a a like spiritual like it's just like totally she's actually thought it through and is like kind of moving things in a direction they need to move. Like uh, visceral anger without compromise. Right. Yeah. But meanwhile, on the right, another thing that's happening on the right is there was an image that was circulating over the weekend after people were saying like, yeah, they want to clean up the earth. We'll maybe start by throwing away your garbage. And they had a picture that uh, was supposedly after the climate uh, strike with like garbage all over a field. Um, and that it was actually like a fake image. It was from a like 420 uh, celebration. Oh, like, come on. Four years ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's and just, you did, know. Did you see uh, what happened? I don't know if you guys are going to talk about this tomorrow, but <laughs> it, what happened this morning was that she and 15 other uh, children filed a complaint. Uh, oh, yeah, against. With the UN. Right saying that uh, five of the world's major economies have violated their human rights by not taking adequate action to stop the unfolding climate change crisis. Yeah, and she's right. Like, and sue the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And there was also a great GIF, a great image of Greta at the UN and then standing to the side as Trump walked in full of bluster and just being Ugh. like, yeah, now you're in my world, everyone. Uh, was sort of the, the vibe of 
of watching that clip. Watching him just walk through the UN building was just like, he was <laughs> just... Bobby Big Dick thinking Bobby he Big was Dick. so cool with all the fun. It was, ugh. <laughs> um, but there's a reason he thinks he's so cool, and uh, he's starting to. I mean, the Washington Post, <laughs> <laughs> but the Washington Post pointed out. I mean, it is kind of rational the way that he is operating because he is starting to believe he can get away with anything following the Mueller report because yeah. he is getting away with anything. And they pointed out that. Uh, this whistleblower story, the the call in question with the Ukrainian president happened the day after Mueller's testimony and people being like, well, that was a total loss, like, and, you know, totally oh, deflated the the Democrats, like, passion to impeach him right. uh, the next day. So after, like, uh, the, uh, the idea of him being held accountable for uh, his working with foreign <laughs> countries to uh, influence the 2016 election uh, is like sort of taken like, down a notch. He fo- starts working on working with a foreign power to affect the 2020 election. Right. He's like, like okay, very next taken. day. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. That, so, it was a bit of a so news, not gonna do shit. Bit okay. of a shit storm for the news, but functionally nothing happened. Right. So I guess uh, and a shit okay. storm from the news where functionally nothing happens that gives his whole thing energy. Because right. Because it's like, ah, oh, watch me fucking transgress, and what? now I progress. <laughs> but then he like, did he have a list where he was like, all the shit with the Mueller report, and then he was like, next up, Check fuck off. with yeah. Biden. <laughs> like, nah. right. like, does he? Is there like logic to the next steps? It's like, like a. I think it's like a like a rat with a pellet. It's like, oh, that one wasn't electrified right so I'll keep eating it who else am i mad at biden yeah. something like, about keep... biden <laughs> right. right and i mean again so with that whistleblower thing there wasn't a lot of talk or whatever then sunday he finally admitted he fucking admitted that the call happened okay interesting because he's probably got a lot more confidence about this and he says that the conversation i had was largely congratulatory it was largely corruption all of the corruption taking place was largely the fact that we don't want our people like vice president biden and his son contributing to the corruption already in Ukraine and then described the call as perfect with absolutely right. nothing wrong. It was perfect. It was and a perfect call. It was the best call. It was uh, a flawless people victory. are going to hear and it's one of the best calls ever that they've ever heard. You should have seen it. Flawless victory. Did a baby. You guys listen to a lot of calls. Uh, this is a good one. This, this is one of the good calls. That, that call was good. Heard. The call is great. Perfect. Uh, perfect. I mean, almost 10 out of 10 call. Um, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it was so again. I said, I said, hello. I said mm-hmm. goodbye, and then we talked to him. And then I said, okay, well, best wishes to you and yours. Right. I bet it he was didn't perfect. even say that shit. No, not at all. <laughs> perfect meaning nothing untoward happened. So, I mean, the overall dynamic of the conversation and why this could be problematic is that Ukraine has been trying to fight off Russia. Yeah. Who he has interesting relationship to. And the U.S. has been withholding aid, military aid, mm-hmm. to the Ukraine. Uh, which ties with his overall vibe towards Russia. Uh, and apparently we're not supposed to call it the Ukraine. We're just supposed to refer to it as Ukraine. And I'll try and do that going forward. But uh, I have it in my head from uh, the episode of Seinfeld where they're playing Risk. And he says, <laughs> the Ukraine, Ukraine is weak. Yeah, so Ukraine is trying to fight off Russia. And you know Trump's like withholding military aid. And it seems... Like, you know, this could be a carrot and a stick situation. Well, it's just, of course, I mean, you know, the timing stunk like shit, basically. And here's the other thing. On that call, it wasn't just like a light suggestion. He brought it up eight fucking times. Yeah. (laughs) So there was no, it wasn't like anything to hide behind. And this is where it gets like, you know, the, the Democrats have failed to hold this president accountable in so many ways. But a lot of the room or the feeling is that if there's a transcript or a recording of this call that were to come out, it would help the, a lot of undecided Democrats come out because I guess suddenly this is the thing that they're going to decide to put their foot down about. Because I guess it's so sort of like objectively sort of like he's leaning on another government and withholding military aid to dig up dirt on a political opponent for an election. For an like that, election, he's yeah. using yeah exactly like the instability of a region to motivate um, them acting out in his interests. Yeah, it feels like more urgent than the than what happened with Russia because in that case, like Russia was the like stronger 
it's like building somebody up versus like tearing them down, right? right? So with with Ukraine like in these dire conditions, like to threaten their demise even further, um, I think that that's like more of a violation of people's morals. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I, I, you know, Nancy Pelosi said some stuff. It wasn't necessarily convincing that we were like actually moving towards impeachment, but um, there are many undecideds who. For, for whatever reason, this is starting to move them a little bit closer. It feels like less political, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I th- somehow. I think like people are more upset, it seems like. Well, yeah, and then even Republicans are kind of pretending to give Republican a shit. is kind of pretending. Well, one in, one in one half, right? Okay. So Mitt Romney, you know, said out loud with his mouth or through a tweet right. <laughs> with his hands that if, you know, it's true or whatever, it would be, quote, troubling to the extreme. Mm-hmm. And then to the but, extreme, he rocks a mic like a vandal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even Lindsey Graham, number one cheerleader, was saying uh, the White House. He was actually suggesting the White House should release material to sort of clear the air because it's just too much drama. Um, because I think what is happening is that even Republicans are like, this is fucking not good. And again, you're going to need to give us some talking point to for cover because they need cover every fucking time something happens. And taking this into an election among the myriad of things that are making uh, being a GOP member of Congress, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uncomfortable. Uh, untenable, untenable. Almost. But I'm, and, yeah. So, like, they need another defense because there's another statistic that says only 40% of Republicans who are in office when Trump was inaugurated are leaving or gone. 40% are, are gone. gone or leaving or retiring That's or whatever. That's a big number. They like get in that elevator when everyone's asking them questions. They don't right. say anything and then they just disappear and are right. never yeah. heard from yeah. again. Yeah. They vanish to the land of cowards. Yeah. It's like the magic <laughs> trick in the uh, prestige. They just yeah. get in there and whoosh, boom. And then they're replaced by another white man. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're all twins. Yeah. In order and no to get one into, noticed. The, into Congress, you have to yeah. be an identical twin that you've been keeping a secret your whole life. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I was listening to that intelligence uh, podcast that I listened to, uh, Rational Security, and this was even before they had the details about what this was. I think they recorded it uh, last week on Wednesday, but they were just talking about how worrying it is because a lot of the checks and balances between uh, the intelligence community and Congress are like norms-based, and if it becomes a you know, fuck you, sue me situation, like it seems to be becoming with Trump, mm-hmm. where he's like, I don't have to give you anything. Who's going to stop me? Then it really, like it's a constitutional crisis. It's like next yeah. level, like, okay, we've never been in this situation before. And the way the constitution is written is there's like a lot of things that are contradictory where it's like, it's not clear who has the power. And that's why it's worked so far because there's been like pushing no back and forth yeah. over like 200 years. But now Trump is like finding those little creases, those little uh, pressure points in the US constitution pressing the shit out of them yeah he just really wants us to rewrite it to to include more voices that's what <laughs> yeah. he, that's the whole his whole game plan was like they're just like not enough lgbtq people and people of color that's that helped true. write the constitution uh-huh. so i'm gonna find all the holes in it yeah. and i'm gonna make sure that they have to rewrite the whole thing he's like y'all don't really even realize what i did took yeah. it out from the inside he's yeah. playing he's playing 40 chess mic drop <laughs> I think with impeachment, there's like the morality issue of like setting the terms of impeachment for like future presidents and everything. And then there's like the the game people are playing where they're like, well, what if it like martyrs him or what if it's like bad for the election or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so I feel like that's like part of the reason that people aren't willing to do it is because they're like worried about the implications for the immediate future as opposed to there's that. And then there's like the calculus with like Pelosi, which is like, I don't want to put Democrats who are already in like. Uh, like more red purple districts to have to like be on that side and possibly Ah. lose the house. There's so many calculations going on, except for the one of just sort of like, this is fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And what the fuck? Like, what's the problem here? You're using all these other, and I guess that's the problem with a lot of the decision-making here is there are so many factors that someone could consider, but the sort of fundamental thing is that this president could possibly take us in a direction fully that like we can't even come back from. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah. Like is, would he be martyred if he was, you know, uh, impeached and then removed from office that way. But I think even if he loses in 2020, there's going to be a narrative for some people that it wasn't real. So it's, 
uh, well, f- fucked either way. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be it's not going to be peaceful or clean either way unless and even then people talk about, well, maybe if there's a video of something so terrible happening that even his supporters could look at. I don't know if that's really going to move the needle because they found a way to excuse everything from the death of children to every, to p- pick one. Right. How is there not one picture of him in blackface? How is he like? <laughs> how is he better off than Justin Trudeau? In right. that? Well, the amazing a... thing is that he, uh, like with everything he does, you know, he says the quiet part out loud. He walks around in orange face, and so that's how he resists the temptation to wear blackface. He seems to be covered in. Uh, orange. That's how makeup. he resists it. Every right. day he looks at his makeup kit. There's one orange and one black, and he's <laughs> like, like uh, "Don't do it." <laughs> how do I? Oh, orange. It's good enough. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And the Emmys happened two nights ago. And ratings were at an all-time low. Uh, it was on Fox. and uh, I was so confused about that. I didn't even realize it was on Fox. Yeah. Like, I was only, you know, truth be told, I only watched the first three awards because I wanted to see if my uh, friends and dear family were going to win. They didn't. But yeah. uh, still, congratulations for the nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was looking for it on CBS, NBC, ABC. I'm like, those are really where they are. Right. And then when I, I searched, I was like, Fox? Yeah. This is very on Fox link. Very Fox-like was that they put Jenny McCarthy out there on the oh, uh, red fuck. carpet. Are you fucking kidding really? me? Yeah. I hate this bitch. I, apparently, she's <laughs> I, the host of that Masked Singer show. How is she not like in jail for all the anti-vax? I can't. Or one of the judges. Hey, uh, you know, she's into wellness. Yeah. So um, I hope she and Gwyneth Paltrow share so. They, <laughs> so fucked yeah. up for me to say. They actually so had an interview. Them. No, they yeah. did. She well, she interviewed Gwyneth Paltrow, who was there. Right. She's like, hey, she's uh, like, what I'm dumb TV shit do you too. believe in that'll right. get lots of money from people? Right. Oh, rub Jesus this silver Christ. on your neck. <laughs> uh, she's like, no, it's got mercury in it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good actually. It's in re- when mercury is in retrograde. That means Earth mercury is actually good for you. She was so bad though that I mean, not that like I don't know. There, there are people who are really good at the red carpet interviews and she is not one of them her name was trending for like 24 hours after uh just based on how bad she was she demanded that julia louis dreyfus do the elaine dance on oh, the red oh no she did not she did and julia louis dreyfus was just like just quietly declined and walked away mid-interview it was yeah just like, i would uh yeah and then she oh interviewed Christina God. Applegate and congratulated her on her first nomination, which it's her third. Uh, and then, you know, tried to back her way out of that poorly and closed the interview by telling Christina Applegate that she wanted to be her when she grew up, when she was younger, even though they're the same age what the or like fuck? one year apart. Oh, my God. Um, so, I mean, yes, like, but- I get it. Kelly Bundy, iconic. Right. But wow. Everything you said makes me die inside. Yeah. To think that you would even come up, you would pull up to Julia Louis-Dreyfus and be like, do the fucking Elaine dance. Yeah. (laughs) Now I want to make it so that she interviews me and then I can just go at her about the vaccination stuff. Wow, yeah. (laughs) If I'm on the red carpet and Jenny McCarthy is there, she's fucked. How is Fox? (laughs) Yo, but that's a testament to her staying power. If, if uh, through even this one, and by the time you get there, right, yeah. she's still there, and you're like, I've been waiting. For you. <laughs> what are you saying? I can't make it by next week. How no, dare no, no. you? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying I'm even that, if she's next that, Emmys, that even zeit bump. Yeah, get that zeit bump. No, I'm saying I don't even if she's there by next Emmys. Next it's Emmys, unbelievable the loyalty uh, they'll show. It's gonna show. be on PBS next time. <laughs> the fact that there's a Quibi. Fox executive who's out here being like Jenny McCarthy for. Yeah, yeah. Like she's so sad. She's a star. Uh, I mean, it's the network that brought us uh, Japanese people in doing an eating contest with a bear. I loved that clip, though. Yeah. <laughs> that Yo, crazy. me and my friend, we used to watch that back in the day when you would watch a TV show on the phone with somebody. Uh, we watched the oh, Man yeah. vs. Beast specials just laughing because the, the Fox, like in the early 2000s, those Fox specials were by far the most absurd things you could have ever watched. Right. Man versus Beast. Wait, I don't Man even know. Man versus Beast. That. It was that. It would be like a 
a group an of little contest? people doing a tug of war with like an elephant. Oh, was it? It, it was, was pure bullshit. Was it Kobayashi or whatever. Yeah, I think it was. And he like he's the hot dog eating guy, and right. he had like he was doing his thing where he like dipped the bread in the water, and he was like going at it, and everybody was like, "Oh my god!" And like the bear was just like looking around, and Kobayashi was getting all these hot dogs down, and then like right at the end, the bear just like looked around, took one bite, and ate everything. <laughs> and it was like oh, a mouth a scoop. And he just like yeah, it just destroyed yeah. his. Dreams. I think they have a they had a dude running against a zebra. Yeah. It was this dumb spectacle shit. Wait, didn't they have Usain Bolt run against a? Uh, oh, he ran a somewhere horse? recently. Okay. Uh, yeah. He raced a horse. Um, Fox. Yeah, they they're geniuses of TV. Uh, they had uh Thomas Lennon doing like voiceover work. Yeah. That was like where he was because so they didn't have a host. Which yeah, was which like part which worked for the Oscars. And the reviews seemed to indicate it didn't work here as well. Um, they they had Thomas Lennon like as people were walking up to the stage, he would like drop in like some voiceover, and like some of it was funny because it's Thomas Lennon. But like some, of, it was just so jarring that it was it was like director's commentary over right. top. Well, it was of supposed to be like that usually doesn't have it. Well, how it used to be, right? Like or normally when a winner's announced, then the announcer gives some generic factoids. It's right. Like, this is her third nomination and second win. Yeah. And then it'd be Thomas Lennon being like, uh, this, they're the, they're adding another 39 centimeters of Hollywood gold-plated magic to their collection. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, also, Daniel O'Brien hey. is a fucking Emmy winner. Uh, now that he writes for He was John so Oliver. unsure of himself, he too, was up before. There on I, was, stage. I, was, I was hyping him up. Saying you will win, and he's Looking like, "It's very... that. It's not gonna happen." Look at him. He looked like he belonged up there. I'm seeing many more Emmys. Oh in yeah, his, in his future. And Fleabag uh, crushed it. Bunch of wins. Yeah, uh, much deserved. So I love Fleabag. Yeah, it was very so good. good. She's great. All right, let's get into our Lenny news, a new yeah. uh, segment on the show. So first, uh, Bagel I Boss, it, George Bagel Boss guy versus Lenny Dykstra. Oh, that Lenny. That fight a celebrity in quotes boxing match uh that no one asked for uh who is lenny dykstra so he was a phillies baseball no mets baseball player played for the phillies too phillies uh boxing match he's like kind of famous for being the major league baseball player who has uh consumed the most drugs over the course of a lifetime uh possibly um and you know, struggling, but he was called nails back in the day because he was Ooh. tough. Uh, and he had terrible hangnails. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought he just like, I had thought he just manicures. had like beautiful manicures. Yeah. yeah despite being above, like, like Cardi's inspiration. You're like, have you right. seen Lenny's manicure? It's insane. He needs like that, special baseball. Or bed. really fucking weird curled over nails. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Have you seen Ugh. nails Guinness, over there? Guinness Book of World Records, old um, Indian dude nails. Oh, they always curl yeah. at the end. Yeah. It's weird how they always get that curl at the end. Also, yeah. if you ever seen, they actually use an iron to do it. Also, shout out to anyone. <laughs> if you ever seen a woman with super long uh, manicure, if you ever see them type with the backs of their hands, oh, creepy! That's a what? fucking skill. I've they type yo, with the backs. People of their are hands? out here typing with the backs of their hands. Look for it in a city where women have long ass nails, and it doesn't. Is, stop do they them. instead of fingering? Do they knuckle? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of topical question. rubbing. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, they just where were we? The nails? <laughs> we went from Lenny Dykstra's weird fingernails to knuckling. Anyway, oh, the this fight. celebrity boxing match. The, 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 More on knuckling. Uh, yeah. Erstwhile Fox TV executive who organized this fight was, you know, of an age where he was like, who's the toughest dude in the world? Lenny Dykstra. So we can exploit. Let's, uh, let's have him beat up the bagel boss guy because, you know, that's somebody that everybody wanted to see get uh, roughed up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that fight. Has been canceled. Officially. I don't know how we didn't start off with this news. This is huge news. Yeah. Uh, well, I yeah. mean, honestly, I was hoping to see Chris Bagelboss do just get his lit up, his whole soul reconfigured I and just, handed back to him. I just yeah. don't want to see these people become famous. Like, yeah, I'm tired no, of seeing them. <laughs> yeah. He got... <laughs> Do you know how he's like, he was upset. He like women hated him. And now he's probably like swimming in pussy. I don't know. We did a follow up recently. Oh, really? He just basically does a lot of Instagram stories where he's begging women to call his manager, uh, and they gotta live in Suffolk County. But if he... you live in Suffolk County and you want to smoke weed and fucking party with me and fucking call my manager and we can fucking hang out, you're like too good at that. Voice. That's what he does though, and he's like, he's like, it was really sad. He just goes, look, I'm gonna be real, okay? I want to fuck. 
And yeah. it was like so it was clearly but to Blavi's point, I think the way that he's getting that like shitty attitude of like entitlement right, of course. is that he probably is doing okay for himself. But uh well you not, know not really doing well for himself, but in his mind some... it's it's probably been the worst thing for his ego, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um uh, because I know he's doing like, you know, stuff on cameo where you yeah. can pen, pay him like thirty bucks and he'll be like, What's up? It's bagel dude. Fuck right. you. <laughs> yeah. Can you give me thirty dollars? Um so the reason why, though, the fight got canceled is that right now Lenny Dykstra has a $15 million light lawsuit that he's filed against L.A. County what? and other deputies saying that he was badly beaten while serving a sentence in 2012. I mean, now I don't know what exactly happened there, but I'm wondering if his lawyer was like, if you're saying you got injuries and shit, you probably shouldn't be fighting some dude, on like full-on fighting. Or if you fucking fold this dude up in half, they're going to be like, this guy maybe have has been very physically aggressive, whatever happened. I don't know exactly what the details are, if it was actually a beating at the hands of, oh, the cops beat him up. Yeah. yeah. So the, he said the cop, okay, I didn't even realize that. You just said that. I just read it right now. I was trying to figure out what happened. Like, I didn't know if he wasn't at, like, he's saying they were, they didn't adequately protect me in jail and inmates oh, jumped me. Oh, oh. He was beat. He was saying he was beat by police. Yeah. So I wonder, again, it's probably not good to show your client looking very uh, spry right. and aggro. Um, or if the lawyer was like, look, I don't know what kind of check you're going to get out of beating this, like, toxic incel right. versus a $15 million payday from the county of Los Angeles. Right. And he said the fight will not be rescheduled yeah. uh, in, an, in an effort to make it seem like Don't worry he not, needs y'all. this money. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, all right. I'll, so, I'll fight Bagel Boss. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I'll do it. Throw my name yeah, in the ring. Yeah, Fuck yeah, I'll fight his ass. I'll do one of these. I'll just hold on my hand, and he'll be like, why I oughta? <laughs> I, think you could, I think you could slap him yeah. once, and he would f- something, would, something would awaken within him. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kung Fu Panda. He yeah. just like discovers his powers. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. And then in our second update in Lenny News, Lenny Kravitz has uh-huh. a problem. He needs our help to solve it. Uh, you asked me, you said, oh, should we talk about the Lenny Kravitz thing? I go, what happened? Right. And I was really concerned Yeah. Uh, that maybe he was he was a, a Mangazi sex crim. Nah, man, Lenny Kravitz is too. I feel like I don't know. Well, I I won't put anything past anyone. I mean, he did expose himself. He did on stage. accidentally expose himself, yeah. and everyone was like, "Thank you." Yeah, one of the times you were like, "Yum." Yeah, wow. Janet Jackson was somewhere pissed. His beautiful right, exactly. cock just burst forth from his uh from blew his out. pants. Blew yeah, out. blew out his pants. Anyways. He tweeted, uh, I'm missing this pair of sunglasses uh, with picture of him wearing uh, just very Lenny Kravitz sunglasses uh, after my show in L.A. at the Shrine this weekend. They're incredibly sentimental to me. They're vintage and they belonged to a family member. Hoping to get them back. No questions asked. Any information, please email kravitzglasses at gmail.com. Oh, so I like how both pictures are in him are him in different types of denim. Right. Just like long sleeve, short sleeve. Very tight, form fitting. Yes. As it should be. I mean, that sucks. I just like that he created a Gmail for his sunglasses. Well, which is funny because I know that I know Kravitz glasses as an optometry clinic right. in Echo Park. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So the fact that he was able to get that. Email. He like paid so them Ger- like $12,000 to get that email Gerald address. Kravitz is pissed right now. <laughs> um, yeah. I hope they find I, I'm curious to know what that story is. It's you know? just such a funny flex, but yeah, yeah. We'll we'll be following this story, obviously. I mean, uh, I used to do. Forward. I used to work backstage at the, at the shrine doing concerts. Oh, really? Um, and shit, if I found somebody shit, I wasn't giving it back. Right. I mean, I definitely look. Okay, look. But this seems full disclosure. Like I stole a cell phone charging battery pack from talent that left it behind after a concert. Okay, I got that weight off. Canceled. Fucking canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Are you you able to say who the talent is? Um, Are you brave enough to say who the talent is? Yeah, are you? Are you man enough? Yeah. It was an electronic dance artist. An electronic dance artist? And they were on the bill of hard Halloween 2011. Well, I mean, they're going to know who they are. Uh, <laughs> Fat right. Boy Slim. 
<laughs> uh, all right, guys. Let's talk about the newest streaming show. Yeah, that everybody's excited uh-huh. for. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, of course we're not talking about the Reese Witherspoon morning news show coming from Apple. Uh, we are talking about Swipe Night, which is Swipe Night, dude. The Tinder show yeah the choose your adventure <laughs> choose your own adventure tinder show isn't that just tinder <laughs> yeah tinder's creating an original series and it's a play on swipe right yeah damn oh, oh no way that's yeah. fucking sick tindo <laughs> tindo shout uh, out to tindo this is i mean this is like the fulfillment of a joke I've heard a lot of people make where they're like, yeah, you can catch my new web series on, on Tinder <laughs> Tinder, or like, you know, right. some other web on, on Craigslist. We're developing a series for Craigslist. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is really happening. I mean, the premise is interesting. It's five minute episodes where you decide what to do through the narrative where it takes place during an up- impending apocalypse. And I just like that in each episode, users who participate will be ushered through an apocalyptic scenario and prompted to make a series of choices from the seemingly unimportant, how to best DJ a party, to the critical, whose life to save. Oh, wow. I think the reason that this is going to be wildly successful is because we no longer use Tinder to actually meet people. Right. <laughs> we like I, It's in the game section of my phone. <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> right, right. y'all playing, but like oh, I think thank I you. I think everybody is going to use it, and it's going to be very successful because I just use it to entertain myself when I'm bored. Another thing pops up, and you're like, "Oh man, yeah, maybe I don't need to really be swiping. I'll just do this mystery game because yeah. that's because we're uh, the amount that." These apps have perfected just sucking our faces into the screen right. time. They're like, we've really already gamified else. your self-worth. So why right. not uh, just gamify games? Yep. Just entertainment games. Yeah. Uh, as they're called, right? That's what you guys <laughs> call video games? Entertainment games? I think it would be fun if we like were able to actually have like real world consequences. Like if we as like the general popula- populace could like decide on like who, which celebrities have to go on a Tinder date with each other? Mm. <laughs> that would be. I would watch that like immediately. Right, <laughs> like real, truly entertainment. You're in control of. Yeah, yeah, right. that'd be great. Well, this one now is really just used to like take some of the choices you made to better match you with somebody, possibly. I bet it's not going so, to. The people that they like fucking hinge recommends for me is awful. Right. <laughs> They're like, you'd be yeah. most compatible with this fucking redneck. <laughs> like, I don't cactus. know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, the thing on there, like it says, a Tinder user's particular view on how a group of characters should spend the eve of the apocalypse will lead them to others with similar takes, the thinking goes, and then perhaps to an awkward first date in real life. Ah, uh, fun. So, so wait, they're, it's, really, it's, gonna, they're, it's exciting to see how serial killers will pick their next victim. They're <laughs> promising an awkward first date? Isn't that, like, aren't they supposed to be promising a not awkward first date? They've given up. I don't yeah. know. They, they've yeah. also gamified their self-worth. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, because they're like, yeah, you want more swipes, bro? Right. Pay yeah. us more money for hyper mode. Okay, hyper so mode. here's a premise. Arranged marriage. Yeah. It's a video game slash TV show where celebrities are arranged by votes from fans to uh-huh. see like who they will go out on a date with, uh-huh. with the ultimate goal being somebody gets married. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, isn't and that 90 Day... What is that? 90 Day Fiance? Aren't there shows fiance? like that where they get married? Uh, they are shows, but it's not... like I would say married at, married at First Sight is okay. a little more similar Got where it. they have experts just be like, okay, are, are you down to get married to whoever we tell you is your, your match? And to idiots agree yeah and then it's sometimes good most times very cringy right okay never mind ignore my show no let's page. we're funding it right now well, l- well hold on <laughs> quibi might fund that <laughs> let's get let's get quibi, quibi on the phone. has already funded that they fund everything they have funded every theoretical possible tv show premise just to cover their bases but this is from uh, the auteur behind Drake's videos for God's Plan and In My Feelings. I mean, those are good videos. Yeah, Karina Evans. They got her Wait, directing this? it. Oh, Directing this? it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's such a weird... You're like, yeah, I did Drake's videos. Now I'm going to Tinder. That seems like some <laughs> Tinder-ass <laughs> shit, though. They're like, and who should we get to direct it? Right. Oh, the, the woman who directed God's Plan. Yeah. Get, and that, get her on the line. Just give her a paycheck that she can't say no to. I guess she doesn't only like 
her bed and her mama. Ooh, and <laughs> she's not sorry. She's not sorry. She, I mean, look, that's a good check. I'm, I have a feeling they, because they put five million dollars into it. Right. There's something there, but it's kind of like this whole thing. Like everybody's getting into content now. I start to worry. It's like, do they actually have someone who's like a good writer? Like, could the product actually be good, or is it just one of those things where a company with a lot of money is like, dude, we could make content too. Give me right. a five million dollar check. I'll make. I magic. would really enjoy it if it was really good. I, I, feel I think like it would I'm be excited. Hell but, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, who knows? Then I'll have to get Tinder. So even <laughs> no, no, baby. No, I just got just, it. I just no, got it for, for the this. content, Are baby. I swear. Me? I swear. I had to make a profile, sweetie. <laughs> I would never. I, look, I don't respond to half these messages. The other ones I do. I was asking what they their their take on the how you would DJ a party. Monkey face <laughs> emoji means nothing to me, babe. <laughs> um. So it. As if this couldn't get more like self-parody. Even Walmart is getting in on streaming content. Uh, they're teaming up with MGM for the Voodoo, V-U-D-U oh, yeah, that's streaming platform. Uh, and their first show is a remake of the 80s Michael Keaton movie, Mr. Mom, which our writer Jan McNabb pointed out, uh, explores the hilarious premise. What if a man tried to raise children? <laughs> right? Like, what would we even call this male version of mom? Babysitting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mr. Mom. So what, I mean, I'm guessing it's still based on the same outdated sort of gender norms. Yeah, it's just like Walmart is still on board. They're like, that would be wild. I wish it was like Michael Keaton as Batman raising a kid. <laughs> right. Hell yeah. That would have been a better thing to And read. he has yeah. no parenting skills because he was like, orphaned. He was like, I don't know. You just leave him in a cave. I don't know. Let's never go to a show <laughs> ever. And just, I got to go. The, the I didn't realize the, the twist or the update to this is that uh, he has to juggle his parenting duties with launching a startup called Pizza Mail. Pizza Mail? Yep. A That's pizza all I know. delivery service? Uh, yeah. Wait, it says, it follows the of a couple who switches places. Greg quits work to take care of the kids after former stay-at-home mom, Megan, lands her dream job. Right. This is literally just life. I can't. Because you have to include the, how the hell did they get this way? The where woman. a man stays at home and a woman has a job? Uh, it's because the woman wanted things. Oh, she had a dream. <laughs> right. The, the, the audacity. Right. Was is that how the Michael Keaton one worked out? I, I have no idea. No recollection. No rec. The, the funnier part though too, to be even more like generationally tone deaf, it's like, well, Megan, who is the stay at home mom who's now going back to work, has to navigate a work environment tailored for millennial employees. Oh no. You can only imagine. She's uh, like, Oh what's up? What's up, lady? I better yeet on out of here on my vape board. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's like, how I we just all don't get, get around these, kids. these days. Uh, well, I will be tuning in to both of those. Uh, so you're going to get voodoo? Hell yeah. They, I, know I don't they even and, know how you get these. Other it's things. like, it's like violently built into half of the streaming TVs now. Right. And it's always like a thing I see. And I'm like, who the fuck is paying for that? Wait, why Can is just voodoo like... the first app on my app? Yeah. Like TV? why is there a full button dedicated to that on my remote? Right. Talk about buttons. I will never touch. <laughs> the voodoo button. Yeah. I'm like, oh. there's the back mute voodoo. Voodoo. What? <laughs> Capitalism, market economy, man. It's, it's all about fair. integrations, yeah. man. Synergy, it's all about collabos. innovations and just, you know, people uh, competing on a fair playing field. Well, Pallavi, it's been a pleasure having you back. It's been great being it's here. It's been uh, great <laughs> having you. Where can people find you, follow you? Okay, get out a uh, pen and paper. Here we go. <laughs> P-A-L-L-A-V-I-G-U-N-A-L-A-N. That's my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, and my website. Hell yeah. Yes. And is there a tweet or a work of social media that you've been enjoying? Okay, my buddy... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna promote my buddy, my buddy uh, Rick Cesario. He is very hilarious, and he has a bunch of really amazing tweets. He's R Cesario, R C I S A R I O on Twitter. His, uh, he tweeted six days ago. Your sex drive is how far you are willing to drive to have sex. <laughs> That's actually. He, it's he has like a bunch of great tweets that'll get like fifty thousand likes, but he only has nine hundred and seventy two followers. Right. But he has amazing tweets like that all the time. That's so great. Everybody go follow him. Everybody go follow Rick Cesario. Very good writer. Very um, great stand up. And Miles, where can people find you? And is there a tweet you've been enjoying, friend? Oh, 
Thanks, friendo. Uh, you can friendo. find me and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Um, I would like to call out a couple tweets. Uh, one is from uh, Naomi Perrigan at Blackdress. Uh, it's a photo that says shrimp cocktail, only 99 cents, just like 1976. And her <laughs> caption is Las Vegas in a nutshell. Uh, right. There's something so deeply frightening to me about a shrimp cocktail that is 99 cents. But don't worry about it because it's Vegas, baby. We buy That's in right. volume. Yeah. Uh, and then another tweet is from Reductress. It says, woman just calling everything self-care to see what sticks. Hell yeah. I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Some tweets I've been enjoying. Ben Rosen tweeted, everyone, silence of the lambs, New York Times. For lambs, silence. Uh, <laughs> For lambs. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins. Reminder, 2020 also marks the end of Pitbull's current term as Mr. Worldwide. Please go to a bunch of clubs in Miami over the next 12 months and learn about the other candidates. (laughs) I (laughs) saw that one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Katie Stoll tweeted in response to Daniel O'Brien's tweet, a thrilling day for this simple fisherman. Uh, She tweeted, unbelievably proud of this man to think just a few short years ago we were shooting things like who fucked this pumpkin, Uh, which was a sketch from Michael Swaim that uh, one of the all time greats that is exactly uh, it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma uh, wrapped in an episode about who fucked this pumpkin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be? A uh, new track from E. La Bamba. Played a lot of her music before. This one is called Gabrielle. Uh, and look, again... The vibes are right. The drums are booming. Uh, the percussion's great. I really like percussion. You like percussion on this. And just, uh, you know, embrace. Enjoy. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.